This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 148 with Julie Fry. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 148. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Four years ago, Julie Fry was fed up with too much travel and not enough control of her schedule or her family life. She left her corporate sales job and decided to buy a blog, businessamongmoms.com, to give herself a little more control over her life and spend more time with her kids. She quickly learned that she was way too extroverted for a purely online company and pivoted to serve women entrepreneurs with community, education, and support for their businesses through networking and educational events. Since then, Business Among Moms, or BAM as it's affectionately known, has grown to 20 chapters across the country and nearly 1,000 members. Along the way, Julie has learned about herself and the power of connecting women. She has created something she truly loves and that fuels her mind and her soul. While Julie has been busy growing her dream business and serving women all over the country, she's also learned how to best serve herself as she lives valiantly with chronic lymphocytic leukemia. I so appreciate Julie coming on the show to talk about building her dream business and building a life that she loves around a life with cancer. Listen in to hear Julie share how she decided to buy a business and how anyone can start on this journey, the joy in connecting women, how to let the mommy guilt go, how she was diagnosed with chronic lymphocytic leukemia, also known as CLL, and her prognosis today, and how she's learned to slow down and still live big. It was such a treat to have Julie here. She's someone I've admired for quite a while. She lives near me in the greater Seattle area, but we 
did not meet for way longer than we should have. So I've been kind of doing my online stocking thing with her for a while. And I was so delighted to finally be able to connect with her at an event a few months ago and then ask her to be on the show. And we just have hit it off. And we have just, of course, amazing mutual adoration for each other. So it was just a real treat to get her on the show and be able to learn about her journey in business and motherhood, but also learn how she is really living her life and building a life that she loves in spite of some of the more challenging circumstances in her life, and especially in spite of living with cancer, which I just think is something that, you know, it's one of those things that you do what you have to do and you don't realize what you're doing sometimes until you sit back and look at it. And that's what I see with Julie. She's just fighting the good fight and she's living her life the best way that she can and really not letting cancer slow her down. But she's also aware of her limitations and how she needs to live a little slower than she used to in order to focus on her longevity and being able to serve people, serve her family, and be here for a really long time in the best capacity possible. So she's really focusing on living optimally within her circumstances, which is just really amazing. So you're going to be very inspired by this episode. Let's go ahead and dive in with Julie Fry. Julie Fry, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so happy to have you here today. I'm so happy to be here, Sarah. Thank you. I feel like we are people who were meant to connect a few years ago, and it took us a while. So I'm totally so so excited that we finally connected. (laughs) And to catch our audience up and the listeners up, Julie and I met at MamaCon in Seattle or in Bellevue recently, but we've been both working with moms for years now. And that's kind of like our passion and life's work. So tell us a little bit about how you work with moms and what's going on with your life and your work right now that you're most excited about. Yes. Okay. So I, to second that, I feel like, you know, when we had the chance to meet in person and then more recently chat via Skype a little bit, I just feel like we're kindred spirits. So I'm excited to be connected to you. I work with mom entrepreneurs. So my business helps me provide support, connection, and business education to moms that run businesses. So that is what I've been doing for the last three years, a little over three years. And what I'm most excited in my business right now. I'm excited about everything and a typical entrepreneur, like I have an idea a minute and on yes. my way home, I had a new idea. Ooh, fun. <laughs> so I just popped it into my Google drive, good ideas folder. But yeah, I think the thing I'm most excited about is just our growing, thriving community. Oh, I do. I will say the thing I'm most excited about right now at this given moment in time is that we are opening, we're going international and <gasps> we're opening a BAM chapter in Spain in Barcelona. Wow. I oh, know. That's so cool. So for our listeners, BAM stands for Business Among Moms and Correct. you have chapters all over the country and you're not even like just going to Canada, you're going to Spain. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, we're going to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it just completely insanely awesome and go to well, Spain. I like, I like a reason to go to Barcelona. So <laughs> nice. That's so cool. I know you've always been maybe potentially a little bit of a workaholic, but someone who's been very invested in work. So how has that shifted since you became a mom? And how did you get into a mom-focused business? Yeah. So in my past life, I worked in the pet products industry. So I worked for a manufacturer of dog toys called Chuck It. I loved my work. I loved what I did. It was really fun. I got to meet really interesting people and do a lot of travel to great places and some not so great places. (laughs) But I loved my work. And once I had kids, I still loved my work. But then I had other things that I loved equally 
if not more than my work vying for my time and working for a family owned business where the owners did not have children and it was not a real family friendly environment. It just became apparent that, okay, you know, long-term, maybe this is not the right place for me. And, you know, maybe long-term I want to do something that I create and define what the vision is rather than working to fulfill somebody else's vision. So that led me down the search for a business to buy where I could have flexibility and, you know, perhaps work from home and design my own hours to work around my kids' schedule. And that's really what led me to Business Among Moms. I looked at a lot of different options from drop ship toy companies to things that were a little bit more related to my professional employment. But Business Among Moms spoke to me because it was really supporting small business owners and moms, which I, you know, was fully entrenched in and still am. But when your kids are littler, it, I think, consumes a lot more of your mental energy and obviously your time because you're raising these little people and you've never done it before and it's all new and hard and scary and <laughs> and you need a community of people around you to make sure that you're not crazy and doing it all wrong. <laughs> totally, totally. So I have a question about that because this has never come up on our show before. So you wanted to leave your corporate life job yep. and instead of starting your own business, which I think is something that a lot of moms think about doing or aspire Mm -hmm. to do, or sometimes actually do do, you Mm -hmm. thought to go buy a business that already exists. So like, did you just Google businesses for sale? Like, (laughs) how do you even do that? You know, interesting. This should be a blog post because anytime I ever tell people this, they're fascinated by it. And honestly, the reason why I chose to do that rather than start something from scratch is because I was the primary breadwinner in our house, and so we couldn't stand to lose my income entirely while I built a business from scratch. And secondly, I just know how hard that can be. Mm. I guess I could have started consulting, but I didn't want to just trade all my time for hours, and then then I'd be on that same wheel roller coaster. So the way I went about it is I did, I Googled, you know, businesses for sale. And I found some websites that specialize in being clearing houses for business for sale, sort of like, you know, all of the real estate listing websites. So you can put in all sorts of filters of what you're looking for, based on geography, industry, cash flow, revenues, whether it's virtual or whether it's a brick and mortar. So you just put in all the criteria that you want and then you'll get emails whenever there's something that's a match of what you're looking for. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so there were a couple of websites that focused purely on online businesses. And that's actually how I found Business Among Moms was one of those websites. Okay. So I feel like moms are often in professional transitions, either we are actually transitioning or thinking about transitioning because Mm -hmm. there's such an evolution professionally, I think that comes with motherhood and your goals change and your time changes and everything. So that's really cool to hear that and hear how that came to be. So now you've been doing this for four years. Is that right? So I bought the business four years ago and I shifted the focus to what it is now three years ago. When I first bought it, it was a blog essentially. And so I was a blogger and then I shifted it to be more community and events driven. Okay. And I will tell for anyone who has the opportunity to attend a Business Among Moms event, they're all over the country and there's a number of them in this greater Seattle area. 
but I have been trying to get to one of Julie's events for a while now because they come so highly recommended by multiple people. Moms and non-moms alike are telling me like, Sarah, you have to get to BAMS. So I will, so plug, nice. I will plug you right now. <laughs> that your reputation is outstanding. That's great. I want to know what you love about your work in this field now compared to you didn't dislike your prior career. So what are right. you loving about this and the how it's different? Oh, I love so many things about it. So the first is the opportunity to directly impact people, you know, through hosting these events and making connections between people that should know each other. And the cool thing about, you know, having this on a national level is I can introduce somebody in Boston to somebody here in Seattle and that I know need to know each other because they could benefit each other's businesses and see that come to fruition and see how it impacts their business. So that's probably the most rewarding piece. The second is really just the joy in helping women who start something because they're passionate about whatever their business is, you know, maybe it's more craft oriented, or maybe it's food, or perhaps it's a service and providing coaching, and then helping them get access to the right business education that they need to up level their business. Because that's one of the things I see most commonly is that women start businesses as usually it's a second career, and they're doing something that they love. But they might not just have that business background. And so that's really fun providing the programming to help them get to where they need to go. And I think my company is unique in that I'm not, you know, this is what I do. I don't have another business that I'm supporting through running a networking organization. I'm not a coach. I mean, I have a lot of background in consumer products and I could teach people how to sell to retailers if I wanted to, but this is my only focus. And so I think that that's really what makes BAM a little bit more unique over other networking organizations is I don't have any ulterior agendas. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not trying to sell you into my program. (laughs) Right, right. I just, you know, want you to be in the BAM community if it feels like it's a fit for you. That's nice. And that's probably like, to keep that clear boundary and have it be that simple and open and transparent is probably also like helps you just keep it a little light and carefree. Yeah. (laughs) You're not trying to manipulate different pieces to make them all like make one feed into the other or anything like that. Yeah. Not that that necessarily be in a negative way, but oftentimes when you are trying to make one business fuel another business, there's just a lot of, it's a lot to shoulder. So yeah, like that. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like 
a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. How has working with moms made you more of a shameless mom? Mm, Good question. (laughs) (laughs) You know, honestly, I think a little bit of the being a more shameless mom has come from age. Being in my 40s, I feel like I am a way more shameless mom (laughs) than I was in my 30s. And plus, I was mired in the oh my gosh, I stopped breastfeeding too soon. I feel guilty about that. Oh my gosh, I work too much. I feel guilty about that. And I've learned to let the guilt go. Um, And so that is also something that I really do talk about quite a bit with the other moms is that, you know, when you come to our events, like this is time for you. This is why we don't do kid bring your kid events most of the time is because we want it to be for you and only you. And that way you're not having to juggle worrying about your baby or your toddler or your four-year-old and keeping them quiet while they play on your iPad. That's just so important to take time for yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself, it's harder to take care of the people that are super important to you in your life. Totally, totally. And it's important to be able to shut off the mommy part and go into the like grown up work career driven part. And it's hard to do that if you're carting the kid with you. Yeah. If you're, we're actually not good multitaskers. And I think people are finally starting to realize that, that if you do one thing and spend your focus and attention on one action item, you'll actually be better at everything you do. 
Yes, totally. I actually just had a really enlightening conversation with someone in my mastermind group who said, she's like, I really took a lot of pride in being a good multitasker. And then by like week six of our program, she's like, okay, so I guess Sarah was right. And multitasking is kind of a lie. And, <laughs> and maybe I actually have gotten a lot more done in the last six weeks because I'm not multitasking anymore. I was like, yes, <laughs> finally. So I want to switch gears a little bit. One of the things when we spoke, we had a little meeting via Skype just to get to know each other a little bit better a few weeks ago. And one of the things that you brought up when I asked you about coming on the show, I thought we would just talk about business stuff because that's what I know about you. And that's what I think is, I think, well, also because I want to be in BAM. So basically I was like trying to get myself in BAM, (laughs) but you very boldly at the end of our conversation, when I said, I'd love to have you come on the show, you said, oh, I've actually also been recently talking a lot more about some of my health issues and health journey. So I would love to hear a little bit about that because I think there's this great piece of you that's doing this professional part that's, you know, on stage and working with women across the country and really fueling women. Mm-hmm. But And then there's this mom part of you that you said, like, you've gotten over the mom guilt and all of that. And then there's this new piece that is your health journey that you haven't talked about as much publicly. And so let's go ahead and dive into some of that. And can you tell us a little bit about where you've been health wise and where you're at right now? Yeah. So this is always kind of comes as a surprise to people because as I like to say, I am the healthiest sick person you'll ever meet in your life. (laughs) But about three years ago, it'll be August, 2014. So three years in August, I was diagnosed with a form of blood cancer called chronic lymphocytic leukemia. And I found out about it because I had had swollen lymph nodes for several months and I was never sick or getting sick. They were, and they were, you know, bigger than normal. Mm. So after several doctor's visits and finally the last one, after they did extensive blood work, she said, you know, I think I'm going to refer you to an oncologist. And I'm like, an oncologist, really? And she's, yeah. And so, so I'm like, oh my God, okay, this is more serious than I thought it was. So after that appointment, the oncologist basically felt my lymph nodes and he goes, yeah, it feels like lymphoma. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's, and so it actually gets better. So then they send me off for, you know, more testing, biopsies of my lymph nodes. And I get a phone call a couple of weeks later from him. And he says, so, you know, I wanted to let you know what we found out. And he said, you know, it's a, a common form of leukemia that we're seeing more and more it can be a really good cancer to have because in many cases, people live a full normal life with it and they're just monitored on a very regular basis because it's quite slow growing. He said, but you, you have a not so good prognosis. So he tells me this on the the phone. phone. Yeah. So I'm kind of floored. And so I said, okay, do I need to sit down for the rest of this conversation? And then he starts spouting in all of these very technical terms that I don't really understand. And I immediately asked for a referral to Seattle Cancer Care Institute so that I felt like I was getting better care. But the long and short of it is, is that there's many, many, many different types of or stages of this disease. And I have markers for a faster growing, more aggressive form of the cancer. And so I, along with most people who have it, because it doesn't respond really well to chemotherapy, in many cases, they try to keep you off treatment actually as long as possible. 
So I would start going every three months initially for all my blood work and things looked okay, but I was steadily kind of progressing downward. My platelet counts were continually declining, which was a marker of that things were getting worse and the cancer was growing. And then I got to the point in early well, late 2015, early 2016, where they said, okay, it's time, we need to start treatment. And for me, in my case, there was a newly FDA approved drug that was a chemo pill, and you take it once a day, and it helps you kind of maintain where you are. And so I went on that January 1st, 2016, and had amazing results right away. Like my nodes in five days went from being very swollen, like visibly swollen, to being you couldn't feel them anymore in five days. It was crazy. So, you know, I'm like, this is great. The side effects were pretty minimal. I felt very hopeful. And then three weeks into it, I woke up one morning and I was like blind in my left eye. And so I called my oncologist, I called an ophthalmologist, you know, I've got these two people working together. Essentially, I had to go to the emergency room. And they had three different ophthalmologists look at me. And they're just baffled. Like, I had the signs of something called uveitis, but it wasn't presenting the way that it normally does which with a lot of pain, because it was painless. So anyway, it was never fully attributed to the medication that I was taking. But in doing some more research and talking to some more doctors, they said, you know, that's probably what happened. It was a side effect of that medication. So they pulled me off that medication, put me on steroids to bring my vision back to its normal 2020, which it did come back. So long story short, For most of last year, I was in a temporary remission, which was great. But then over time, you know, the blood counts start going down again. And so now I'm back at that point where I'm probably going to need to start going on treatment again. There's been another drug that's been approved by the FDA just recently. That will be the one I try this next go around. And there are reports of people that are doing really well and in some cases actually coming off of the drug and still being in remission, which was not the case with the other drug that I was on. It was something just beyond for the rest of your life. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. So this would potentially be a better drug anyway. Correct. So it's just a really strange place to be because my mom had breast cancer when I was eight. Mm -hmm. And so my sister and I have always kind of mentally prepared us like, oh, yes, we'll probably get breast cancer. And you think like, I'll get it. I'll go through treatment and then I'll get back to living my life normally. And never in a million years would I have ever thought that I'd have something that is always kind of hanging over your head. And I've gotten away from using the analogy of a dark cloud because there's been a lot of gifts that have come along with it where you value like every second that you have. And I don't want it to get in the way of living my life and doing what I want to do and being an example for my daughter and my son. So anyway, we all have our challenges in life. And this is my particular challenge that I'm dealing with right now. So that's my health story. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you live your day to day life differently now than you did before your diagnosis? Well, I live a lot slower than I did before my diagnosis. I used to 
jam pack every minute of every day with something, you know, Mm. friends, work, exercise, plans, planning for the future. It just was like, I had no white space in my life at all. And now I have lots of white space and that's new and it's a constant adjustment for me. But I found that that's really, I think that was the wake up call that I needed is Mm -hmm. that I needed more downtime. So I would say that's the biggest change. Is downtime uncomfortable for you? <laughs> it's not so much anymore, but okay. yes, initially it was so hard. Yeah. And I would say I'm still not quite there yet as I have a tendency to plan. Obviously, as I said to you, like, oh, oh, well, this is what I blocked out for our interview. Right. <laughs> and we can go a little bit longer because I know yeah. oh. we probably have a little bit more to cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we can go a couple minutes over, but I know I don't want to hold you up from picking up your children. <laughs> That's kind of a high priority item. <laughs> How do you talk with your children about this? That's the toughest one. So my kids were five and seven when I got this diagnosis and we were very open with them and explained to them what I had going on. We talk about it, but we don't overly talk about it because my daughter especially is a huge worrier and I don't want her to worry excessively. So the biggest thing that we mention is that, you know, mom sometimes needs a lot of rest and we need to respect that and that there are going to be times when mom has more doctor's appointments than normal and that mom is her cells decided to grow abnormally and you know we're looking at ways to try to we're working with doctors to look at ways to fix this to help me live a really comfortable life so we play down doom and gloom but we're also you know candid and make sure that they have open lines of communication with us and with me and can ask me anything about it. Do you have daily fear or is that something you've been able to push aside? Assuming that it was there at one point originally. Yeah, I was scared to death initially. And I was scared to death to start treatment the first time around. Oh, I just was so fearful. Now I'm not so scared anymore. I mean, it's been a long time when I think about it. It's, you know, been almost three years. So I kind of think of it as a book I put on the bookshelf. And there are times when I'm in it a lot more. I'm going to have a lot more doctor's appointments coming up in the next few weeks. So I'll be reading that book a lot more. <laughs> then when I don't have to worry about it, I just put it on the shelf. You're able to And, you know, I just bit. focus on living life. Yeah. yeah. How has this health journey inspired other areas of your life? Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, I don't post about it too much on social media because... A, I don't want to be Debbie Downer and I don't want people to think I'm looking for pity. But I have found that the times that I have, like I posted right before I started my treatment and I was amazed at the number of people that said, oh gosh, you know, my mom just got diagnosed with that. And then to be able to have that conversation about, oh, well, what's she doing and how is she doing? And by being more open, I found that it starts a lot more conversations with other people that are in similar situations that might not feel comfortable bringing it up on their own. So I feel like it's just opening the lines of communication for people more not to have it be such a taboo subject and that 
it's okay to share it and it's okay to be scared. And it's really important to have a community of people that get it and can understand with what you're living with. Totally. So we talked, I talked about infertility between my husband and I, after we went through it, when we got pregnant with Vinny, and then we did IVF almost a year ago that failed. And I talked about that as we were going through it, and mm-hmm. which was like a big decision. And I chose to talk about it because I thought I didn't care about the outcome. I was like, we're good either way, whatever. And then when it did, failed, I was like, actually, I kind of did care, I think. <laughs> so yeah. it was interesting in both of those situations, talking about one of them after the fact and talking about the other as we went through it, the people that were so supportive and how that felt, especially going through IVF and kind of in live time on social media, the support felt amazing. And it felt like when I had gone through it before and I didn't share anything until afterwards, when I was actually pregnant, it felt like I was in for two years, I was just like in this secret little hole that was very quiet and lonely. And then when Mm -hmm. we did it publicly the second time, I felt like, oh, I have like a team. So like, even though this really, really sucks with the outcome, yeah, I have a team now. <laughs> so yeah. it, it was a really interesting experience. And I was really glad that I did that, even though it was hard. And I felt mm-hmm. like some people probably thought I was super weird for sharing it publicly. But <laughs> I was like, whatever, it's my story. I get to choose. <laughs> With my husband's blessing, I get to choose. So. <laughs> What do you want other moms to know about life with cancer or how your life has changed and your perspective maybe living the way that you live now compared to how you used to live? Yeah. It's funny. I feel like I should have some sort of just jaw dropping or shattering revelation. Super (laughs) profound. And I really don't because, you know, one thing I will say about life is it throws you curveballs. And Almost every single person I know, once you've lived long enough, you're going to endure some challenges. You're going to be hit with some things you would have never have expected to happen. And that, you know, there's that meme and a quote that floats around. It's, you know, not about how you, what challenges you're given, but it's about how you deal with them. And I do feel like that's very true that when you have to deal with challenges in your life, it really teaches you about who you are. So I think that's what I'd want other moms to know that it's and not everything is about my kids, I would say is, you know, being a mom living with cancer is it can't be sometimes mm-hmm. on the weekends when I would so much rather be like running around and doing all sorts of things with them, like I need to take a nap. <laughs> Lately, I've been a lot more tired than mm-hmm. I ever have been before. Yeah. And I just have to rest. And yeah. so I'm really lucky to have an awesome, awesome husband that is totally willing to do whatever he needs to do to make sure the family keeps running smoothly. So I take care of myself first. And then I take care of everybody else second. So that's probably the biggest change I've had to make. You're actually having to like live the things that you probably would tell other moms to do. <laughs> yes. So sure. I feel like there's times when people are like, well, I know you're a personal trainer, but do you really like to exercise? And I'm like, no, I really do. And but like, I still have to like get myself hyped up for it every day. And like, you're in the situation where you probably tell moms like, or I know you tell moms like, it's okay to put yourself first. It's okay to like, turn off the mom role for a while. And now you're yeah. having to implement that in a different way than you ever imagined. But you're actually like, you're walking your walk. Yeah, I'm walking the walk. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Totally. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids 
start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse. And so Active Skin Repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately. And I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect. So Vinny does not like ointmenty, creamy, lotiony things on his body, but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. So one final question for you. Describe the legacy you're building and how does being shameless play into that legacy? Well, professionally, I think the legacy that I am building is a community for moms that own businesses to be in space with each other and have a support network that goes beyond just their local community. And that is really exciting. And it is really cool to be, you know, the driving force behind that. I just added a team member who is in charge of our membership management and membership recruitment. So I'm excited to be doing this and to be leaving that as my professional legacy. Being shameless fits in to that, I think by this is what's really important to me professionally right now. Again, I'm kind of separating the professional and personal, but that it feels really good to be doing something that totally fulfills me. And I can see the good that it's doing out in the world and that I get paid for it. You know, I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. So I would say that's my shameless mom legacy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love that. I love that. Tell us where we can find you. Our website is businessamongmoms.com, and that has information about where our chapters are. We have an events calendar that has everything that's happening in person as well as online and our member directory. So you can poke around and see what other kind of women are part of our community. And then on Facebook, it's Facebook slash Business Among Moms. Nice. Julie, thank you so much for spending time today in the Shameless Mom Academy. And I really appreciate you sharing your health story because I know you don't talk about that as much. I know it's probably really easy to talk about the work stuff because that's what we're used to saying out loud all the time. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing something a little bit more personal. And I know that you have inspired other women today professionally, but you've also inspired other women by being a little bit more vulnerable and sharing other areas of your life as well. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. I'm so honored to be on your podcast, Sarah. I really appreciate it. 
I'm so honored that we finally met and, <laughs> and, and now we can be in each other's lives forever and ever. Exactly. Exactly. So next time you have an update for us, whether it's a BAM update or a health update, you are welcome to come back and share anytime. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> I will be happy to do that. Thank you so much for spending time with Julie and me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. Any links mentioned in the show and ways that you can reach out and connect with Julie and Business Among Moms will be over in the show notes all linked up for you. So you can head over there to shamelessmom.com and click on episode 148. If this is your first time listening to the Shameless Mom Academy, know that we do release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So you can go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. That shamelessmom.com forward slash review will drop you right into our iTunes library where you can subscribe to the show. You can also leave a review. So please do leave a review. It's really one of my favorite pastimes to read reviews and hear what you think of the show and just know what is most meaningful and impactful to you. It helps me know what to do with the show in the future. And it also helps other listeners and prospective listeners know if this might be a good show for them to tune into. So please do go write a review, even if it's just a sentence or two to let me know and let other listeners know what the Shameless Mom Academy means to you. It means a ton to me to have those words in there for other people to be inspired to join our community and listen to the show. So thank you for spending time with us today. Can't wait to be back here again with you in a few more days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking